Radio. Going Greyhounds for your daily update of the latest news and tips. Good morning and welcome to another edition of Going Greyhounds for Tuesday, June 6. My name is Kat Ernst and joining me to talk Greyhound racing for the next 30 minutes is Tab's own Jared Daffy. Good morning to you, Daff. What a week we have coming up in Queensland. Good morning, Kat. We certainly do. We've got heats of the Thunderbolt, uh, more heats of those to look forward to. Obviously, the Chief Havoc at uh, Gunnedah on Sunday and that big night's racing at Albion Park on Thursday night. We've got the three features there, which no doubt we'll discuss at length very, very shortly, and a couple more uh, periods of the Brisbane Cup, so it's all happening. Before we get into our first guest, let's just touch on that Flying Amy or the heats from last Thursday. Gee, they were there were plenty of upsets in there. Uh, I think it's safe to say not everyone that we expected to get through to the final would, but uh, some three big names getting through Victor Damien was ultra impressive in his heat and the other one that really stood out was Alpha Zulu. Yes you're quite right about the upsets in the heats last week and I suppose uh, we have become accustomed to that uh, or at, at various tracks around Australia when a lot of the greyhounds go there and either haven't been around or have only been around in a solo, solo trial they can find heaps of bother and we did find that the other night but having said that there was some incredible performances. We've got that market open uh, for the final we did open it last Thursday night after the heats. I might just quickly whip down that cap because there's been a massive move. The red runner, Umberto, for Jason Thompson, $4.60. The favourite, number two, the South Australian, Victor Damien Drifter, $1.90 out to $2.25. Victor Albi, the kennel mate at 19 Zipping Remus from New South Wales at 7 The big move is this uh, outstanding youngster of Jason Thompson's, Alpha Zulu. Open five fifty. It's now $2.80. Dundee Rebel, another one of the Victorians at 26. Magistrate, a local hope at 23. And Victor Marley rounds out the field of eight. Three of those uh, from the Rasmussen Kennel. It's the pink runner there at $61. So Box Draw made it pretty tricky after uh, the heats last week. I wasn't quite sure whether uh, Victor Damien would be as short as he was. I thought Umberto might well be the favourite, but uh, no, it's the third favourite. And Alpha Zulu, he was... Ultra impressive in that heat. He did a hard left at box rise, but quickly figured himself out and was too good in the end. And speaking to Tony Brett after the race, um, you don't often hear Tony get excited about a dog, but he was saying this boy's the real deal. And when a guy like Tony says that, I guess you've got to stand up and take notice, don't you? Well, you certainly do. And you're quite right about him turning a hard left at the start. He's only a veteran. What's he had? Eight starts now. And, uh, you know, that was always going to be the issue this week from Box 5. But when you have a look through it, Cat, there doesn't appear to be a terrible lot of pace on his inside apart from Umberto, but he does have a reasonable beginner outside him in Dundee Rebel in Box 6. So that first 5 or 10 metres is going to be crucial for Alpha Zulu. But as you would know, because um, you were part of our... Uh, Sky Racing Active coverage last Thursday night. Jason Thompson actually turned up at the track and we had uh, a few minutes with him on air and uh, he was glowing in in what he said about Alpha Zulu comparing him to Aston DB. When you consider where Aston DB ended up, as we know he won a Melbourne Cup, he won so many feature races and he's been an outstanding success at stud, which is another issue, but... He's had a lot of good dogs down through the years, and you can just see his eyes light up when he started to talk about this dog. He's he's a dog of the future for sure. And just quickly before we get our first guest in, I thought another one at value in the market was Dundee Rebel. I thought he mm-hmm. was very good in defeat. First look at the track, which 
sort of bucked the trend of the night. Most of them had had a look at the track if they weren't locals. And I know he's poorly drawn in box six, but may get a nice run into the race if Alpha Zuli does what he normally does. I agree with you there. I actually, when I had a look at the market last night, I was thinking, oh, gee, I could, well, I'm going to. I'm going to have something on him at the $26 only because he is some chance of finding the front. He's been around uh, both of those city tracks in Melbourne in quick times, as he has uh, from country tracks. So the distance doesn't really create a drama, nor does the shape of the track. It's a big advantage that he's had that run there, and he did miss the start last week. So, yeah, I agree with you. He could well be the big improver there at a big price. Now, one of the other key features this Thursday night is the Carnival Chase at Group 3 level, and the equal favourite is Palawa King. Let's check out his heat performance from last Thursday. Hayley Bale began fast, so did Jewelby from out wide. Palawa King, as expected, got back to the tail. It's Jewelby with a wing on every paw at the judge. The lap out, 9.80 early. Dacey's Rowdy got to second. Four away, third, Ailey Bale. Around them, Jackpot Joan followed by cashing in. Palawa King making ground. Sunburst got back, and last of all was Harris Pearl coming off the back. Dacey's Rowdy grabbed the lead by a length over Jewelby. Rowling home was Ailey Bale, and Palawa King is winding up out wide. Dacey's rowdy in front. Here's Palawa King from last to first. Palawa King beat to Dacey's rowdy. Third home was Ailey Bale. Well, yeah, that was Palawa King. A flashy win there in a heat of the carnival chase on Thursday night. We're now joined by his trainer, Jack Smith. Jack, good morning to you. Good morning, Kat. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. It must have been a bit hard in your mouth, but I guess you're getting accustomed to his racing style now. Just flop out and ride for luck, but... Gee's good at navigating his way through a field. Yeah, he was in the early days. He's always flopped out, but uh, he was charging into him on early days, but he's slowly working it out. So, But, yeah, he's still worried, that's for sure. Jack, it, it sort of went to script last week. I think we all expected him to flop out the back in last position, and that might well have been... Uh, the reason why he was going to win, but he had to circumnavigate them on, on the home turn. And we haven't seen a lot of that from him in the past. He normally just waits for those rails runs, but he's getting smarter. Yeah, I think that's partially because he, he hadn't been there. And uh, he does that. Once he knows where he's going, he want to rail more. But because he didn't know where he was going, he just pulled out and and he uh, done it like that. But anyhow, we'll... Um, he is getting better at it, that's for sure. And obviously you've been racing him over the 700 metres, but um, I guess down at Sandown he probably wasn't as effective over the longer journey as what we've come to know him up around the gardens. Um, but dropping back to the 600, geez, that seems like it's really going to be his pet distance because he's still got that killer closing kick, doesn't he? Yeah, no, the, the garden, um, he went really well at the gardens and uh, he went nice at Sandown, but it's all pretty much just a learning curve because he's just turned two and a half so we're just getting him around to these places and hopefully in the next 12 months he'll uh, pick up the odd group race but it's just pretty much a learning curve at the moment for him I mean if we can pick something up that's great and uh, but he's learning all the time so as a stay you just hope they get a bit better with age. Jack, we know that uh, you drove up last week from Forbes, uh, which is no easy feat anyway, but I noticed last week he was down a little bit in weight. Did he, did he travel okay? Uh, yeah, he, he, not too bad. That's his first time away actually staying overnight, I think. So that was partially, I think, the reason. He, uh, he is a good traveller, but it's just different. They've got to get used to it. But he, In saying that, he might have been carrying a little bit 
uh, down to Melbourne with him. So uh, somewhere in between would be nice. And now he's got box eight in the final there this Thursday night. It's a tricky box, the six hundred uh, box eight from the six hundred there at Albion Park. But would, do you think it's really going to worry him, given his racing style is just flop out the back? Oh, look, we're in the lap of the gods, isn't it? Like he's going to flop out, and he'll probably head harder to the fence this week. And you just hope the inside dogs take him somewhere into the race. If he if if there's trouble and there's a lot of backwash. From the inside dogs, uh, I think we're probably in trouble. But um, if he can just sort of navigate his way, I mean, they're not all going to turn around the 500 yard boxes there in one lot. So there's going to be some sort of trouble because a lot of them are front runners. So let's just hope he can grab a spot. Yeah. You're right about that. And there's there's a few in there too, uh, as opposed to his race last week that we, we thought he'd probably get a nice run behind them on the inside. But... There's a few in this field that look like they're going to be nailed to the fence anyway, so it it, it won't be easy. No, it won't be easy. But uh, anyhow, we're in there. He's been in a few finals. Uh, he's only had a short career, so like I said, it's just all a learning curve at the moment and find his niche distance and hope he can pick up the odd one. Now, it could be a big week for yourself and Marie, uh, Jack. You've also got little red-hot Frankie, the little pocket rocket. She's only 24 kilos, but gee, she was impressive in a heat of the cheap havoc at Gunnadar on Sunday night and heads into the final as one of the key chances. Yeah, she went nice. She uh, Well, she had a, had a run there about 12 months ago over the 400, but what she remembers of that, I didn't know. But I didn't think it worries so much. She, uh, she's got a good bit of box speed and a little bit of early pace, so... She put herself into the race. I don't think she can go any faster. If you can run that and they run you down or they beat you, so be it. But she went nice. So, um, yeah, was a little bit in dropping class on what she'd been racing. So she's been running into some really good... She's a Pearl and um, that bitch, what's her name? Wana something. So... Uh, yeah, she's been just running into some really good dogs and she's just not at that level. She's just a little bit below that level, but uh, she'll account herself well. Well, you said you don't know whether she can go much quicker, but she might not have to. She ran 30-32 there, which was the quickest of the heats anyway. And the draw seems to be favourable for her, Jack. She's got box two, Spring Patriot a little bit hit and miss at the start. Um, it, it, it looks tailor-made for her just to step to the front. Yeah, don't don't jinx her there, Daph. Come on. No, I'm only I'm only just suggesting. <laughs> jinx all you <laughs> like. I've got the five in the race. <laughs> yeah, that's right. No, look, she's she'll run a race, and uh, let's just say she's good enough on the night. Um, Marie's niece hands her, so Marie will be looking after the taking her up there and looking after. Oh, we'll have enough by the time we get home from Brisbane. And last one from me, Jack. I, I suppose it's also got to be a little bit more special too. Obviously, she's by Farrell Frankie out of Little Nangar, who uh, is one of the, the Barnes line. So uh, a few good connections there for you. It would be extra special, no doubt, if she could uh, win a nice feature there up at Gunnedah. Yeah, that's for sure. Well, Palawar's by Farrell as well. So, it's, um, yeah, we'll be rooting for them both. That's for, that's for sure. I think he's got two in the flying, Amy, so... It's going really well at the moment. 
Yeah, he's been a success at start, as we as you would expect. Before we let you go, Jack, I might just ask you about Palawa King. I know I asked you off here last Thursday night why the, the move back to 600, but as you pointed out, he's only a young dog, and it's just hard to keep racing him over the 700 metres. Yeah, well, as, as you know, there's just racing there every week for the next five or six weeks. or And uh, we're hoping for a Guernsey, but that's not a, in the state of origin. But I just thought, well, we wanted to ease him up a little bit. He'd been in the, the gardens and then he went to Sandown. So we, I, I wanted to ease him up a little bit, but we need to get some brownie points for the state of origin. So I uh, just thought it looked ideal. Um and so if that happens, well, he, he'll be he'll be cherry ripe for the state of origin. A couple of 600s, win, lose a draw Thursday night. He should be right. Well, I've got nothing to do with the New South Wales selection of state of origin, but he's got enough brownie points for me. Surely he goes in. You'd think uh, he'd be tailor-made over the 710 at Albion Park. Uh, well, you don't get any arguments from me, but I don't pick them. <laughs> no, that's so you can true. Only just say, oh, no, I mean... You know, I mean, Lords have got some, and Minnie's dog, and Mark, Mick Hardman, and Barnsley's dog. Like, you yeah, know, there's plenty there, there, isn't it? We're just all vying for these couple of spots, mate. So, what will be, will be. All right, Jack, uh, we look forward to seeing you on track on Thursday night. Travel safely. As I said, it's a long way from Forbes to Albion Park, Palawa King Sunday night, and then I guess the cook will be taking. Um, uh, or going to Gunnedah on Sunday night with Red Hot Frankie? Yep, that's the plan at this stage. All right, good luck for the week. Thanks, Jack. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Bye. There he was, Jack Smith. A uh, couple of realistic hopes of winning a couple of future races this week, Cat. Yeah, absolutely. There's uh, very rarely a time that Jack Smith doesn't have a fast one in the kennel. No, we might take a short break and we'll be back soon. Tab has same race multis on Tab. On selected meetings, you can now choose multiple runners in the same race with Tab's same race multi, where you can combine a selection to win with a selection to run top four to get more. For same race multis on Tab, download the Tab app. Not available to SA account holders and SA residents. Available on the Tab app on selected Australian thoroughbred and greyhound races. T's and C's apply. Imagine what you could be buying instead. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Form Guide. Brought to you by Same Race Multi on the Tab app. Combine multiple runners for bigger odds. You win some, you lose more. Skipped breakfast. I want to mention now, tipsters on Friday. This is for you, Gary at Woodalba. Uh, Brad Davidson. Best bet for me, clearly, guys. Rose Hill really keen on this one. Rodina. Down the outsiders, leg far, but Rodina's well clear. And Rodina's going to win it well. Maxi's best. I think 5-14 Golden Boom. Golden Boom has just won from Spacewalk out wide. Adam Pengilly. Race 8, number 6, Kota Healy, the best. Oh, from the clouds, Cotel. Ali Mosley. Bois d'Argent. Bois d'Argent's done it today. The Big Sports Breakfast, weekdays from 5.30 on Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab. What's gambling really costing you? Looking to take the next step in your career? Marcus Oldham's Advanced Diploma of Equine Business Management will give you the practical and business skills to set you up for a rewarding career in the equine industry. Our graduates gain unique opportunities in careers worldwide across racing, bloodstock, stud management, breeding, horse health, marketing and more. Visit marketsoldham.vic.edu.au forward slash equine or attend our open day on Sunday 30 July to find out more. 
Don't slow down this winter. Come and race away those winter blues. Racing fans can now purchase a general admission winter season pass for all race days held at Royal Randwick and Rosehill Gardens from Saturday 3rd of June until Saturday 26th of August. The best part? It's only $69. This also includes entry to group racing days such as Wink Stakes Day and San Domenico Stakes Day. Book your winter season pass now at theraces.com.au. On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to going greyhounds. Respectability in traffic early and winning the break was Kenya Smurfett along the inside. Barley Lava up nice and handy. Followed then by Embrace, it's uh, drifting back and just ahead of it is Spring Patriot, followed by Stormy Grant. Embrace is now midfield, then came Respectability with Irinka Megan, and uh, last of all is, uh, as they get off the back, Jet Keen. It's Kenya Smurfette, leads away by two lengths from Barley Lava, followed by Spring Patriot. Embrace heads the remainder, Kenya Smurfette on the corner, up the inside is Spring Patriot, Spring Patriot, Spring Patriot, beats him, Kenya Smurfette. Third was Embrace, followed Yeah, that was a tough little win by Spring Patriot in a heat of the Chief Havoc Cup at Gunnadar on Sunday night and we're now joined by his trainer Scott Board. Good morning to you Scott. G'day, how are you? Yeah, very well, thank you. Geez, it was a, a good win there on Sunday. The Gunnadar track's probably not really known for the back markers. It's more a leader's track so you must have been very impressed with that boy's run. Yeah, no, he was a good run. He got turned sideways at the first turn and yeah, it was a good chase and effort. So, yeah. Scott, it was a terrific run. He he was nailed to the fence all of the way around. Looking back over his record, he's he's coming up three and a half years of age, but he's only had the 34 starts now for 11 wins. But he spent a fair bit of time time on the sidelines last year from July to December. He obviously picked up a pretty bad injury. Yeah, he tore his flexor tendon and uh, he's had trouble with it all his life. So he's, uh, he's missed, you know, heaps and heaps of racing and, he even hit, re-injured it again. He was in a head of the brother Fox, and uh, which is his home track, and yeah, really fancied his chances there, and had to be scratched from the heats. And it's been a race to get him fit. So yeah, it was his first 500 since. Yeah, I don't know. I reckon that'd be six weeks for the heat. So he was well underdone for the heats. So. Okay. Yeah. And I, I reckon he could nearly live out in box seven. He could nearly just paint him black and send him around every week. He's had plenty of starts from box seven, so it must be a relief to see him get a good draw in the final. Yeah, it is a relief. It's, uh, yeah. yeah, I think if you had a box to pick, you'd take it. So, yeah, it's, it won't do him any harm. And, Scott, you've got the red in the final. We just had Jack Smith on before, uh, who's got red-hot Frankie drawn right beside in box two. You're a $4.80 chance, and, and she's the $2.40 favourite. How do you see the race being run? Oh, mate, she, she looks the leader. I think uh, she looks the leader and, you know, whether she's going to take some running down, she she can run some time. So, yeah. Uh, mate, the other dog we've got in it, uh, Street of Dreams, my nephew's dog, he, he tried brilliantly at Gunnadar and uh, he, he was very unlucky in the race as well. In the race the other night, he was a tragedy beaten. Mm. But uh, he, he'll take a pair of beaten if he gets clear as well. And also thought Embrace was well drawn. So, but a Spring Patriot on his day, if he can strip fitter from that, he, he's a fast dog and very strong. So, I probably and, and a look at the track will help him. So, now this, yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, sorry. Yep. 
Uh, no, I was just gonna just gonna move on a little bit to um just your family background in the in the sport. Your dad, Greg, obviously uh, synonymous with the name Spring. Just talk us through, yep. I guess, your family history. Obviously, dad's now over in South Australia, but you're still continuing the operation out there at Orange. Yeah, well, I live at Spring Hill. That's why the dogs are called Spring. So we live at Spring Hill, and yeah, all the dogs get bred and reared at my place and um, broken in, and then I was sending the dogs to. South Australia for dead to train, but um, yeah, when my nephew, my sister's boy Jay Opatea, he got keen on them, so we decided to keep some here and train them ourselves, and probably been training a few for the last couple of years. So yeah, you're right. You're right about Street uh, Street of Dreams. Unfortunately, I don't know whether the draws done it any favours this week, particularly with a little bit of pace inside it. But just getting back to the Spring Dogs, um, you'd remember this one. One one of the I think the best of them that I've seen, and he was a really really good dog going back a few years ago. Was Spring Bridge? Yeah, Spring Bridge. He's a wonderful dog. Uh, he made two Adelaide Cups and then uh, went over to Jason Thompson and he won the. He broke his hock. Um, in the heat of the Ballarat Cup, he, so he, yeah, he was flying, and Jason Thompson said he was one of the fastest dogs he's ever had. And they made to his credit, he kept him for 12 months, and he come back and won the Speed Star over 600 on a boggy track. I think he would have broke the record for sure, but yeah, he was a very fast dog. And then. This fella, so, sorry, Duff, this, uh, this fella's out of um, Spring Leaf, and she was no slouch herself. No, I think she made five or six group finals. She was a wonderful bitch. She ran 29.50 at um, Wentworth Park in the heat of the uh, Futurity or a semi. She had the one in the final and she was a tragedy beaten in the final and run second. So hopefully Patriot can avenge for her. Now, you're going to be a busy man today because I had a look through the Gunnedah fields. You've got four runners. Uh, yep. most, of, most of them are in the market, but curious to get your thoughts on the one in the first, uh, Spring Feature, Box 5. It's the favourite first starter. Yeah, he goes quite well. It's just a matter of how green and, uh, yeah, Box 5 hasn't done him any favours. But I, he did trial last week and, um, yeah, trialed around the 1970 mark. So okay. whether that's, I'm not sure about the Gunnedah times that much, but they, they did tell me at the boxes of the week before the free-for-all went 65. So it's quick for a maiden, yeah. If he can find a bit on having a look at the track and get get a clear passage, he'd, he'd be a chance. And one of the other ones that you do have in there is, uh, and it looks like it might have a bit of a future, is Spring Gold in race seven. It's won three of only four starts. It was rather impressive, its last couple at Goulburn. Yeah, she's a good little bitch. She's, uh, she just does everything right. But, but she raced at Goulburn last Friday, so I couldn't bring her in trial. So she hasn't seen the track. But, yeah. Everything she's done all her life has been yeah, pretty good. She, she's, yeah. Well, I might as well quickly, quickly ask you about the other two. Race three, Spring Blend. Spring Blend's got ability, and uh, she tried 18.30 at Dubbo before the maiden heats, but she's just hit and miss at the start, so you sort of got your heart in your mouth. Uh, I'm not sure if she... Yeah, very quiet box dog, but she's just been missing the kick, so she's probably okay. burnt the punters a few times. She's been pretty short, and... Uh, yeah, box races. And, and the final run you ha- have is in race eight, the pink runner here, Spring Felix, uh, who finished down the track behind Spring Gold at Goulburn last start. Mate, he, he did, but he has good early speed. And if you watch the replay, he was running second behind Spring Gold and uh, one of Andy's galloped on him. Not not that he was going to trouble her, or but it, but it did cost him. And he, he does have some good speed. So 
But he, he hasn't seen the track either. The only one I tried last week was uh, Spring Feature. Okay, well, it sounds like uh, you've got four, we're looking at the betting anyway, four realistic hope of, uh, hopes of some wins today. So hopefully you go home with a little bit in the kitty, but looking forward to that Chief Havoc final on Sunday night. Scott, Spring Patriot, the red, as I mentioned, he's $4.80, right in it up to his ear. So all the very best on Sunday night. Yep, thanks a lot. There he was, Scott Borden. Uh, you briefly mentioned there before, Kat, you've got one in the final as well, Hurricanes Fury, but... Uh, Bad draw, box five, $21. Yeah, absolutely. You uh, wouldn't want to... I just don't think it could be any worse for him, really. It's um, never a good draw in any feature race final, but especially there at Gunnedah, it's only a three-second run to the first turn. Mm. So he's going to have to be on his bike, old Carlos. But now full credit to the board family. They're doing a tremendous dog, uh, tremendous job with their dogs at the moment, and they're, they're going great and putting in the long hours. I know speaking to Scott last night, he said that he was getting up at 4 a.m. or leaving at 4 a.m. To, to go to Gunnedah today. So if you're pulling those kind of hours, you deserve every bit of success you can get. They can have that. Well, speaking of long hours, we're going to take a short break and hopefully we can catch up with Mick Hardman because there is one man who spent some time on the road of recent times. Pick your favourite Kia. From the award-winning Kia Sportage to the street-cred delivering Kia Seltos or Kia's most powerful car ever, the all-electric EV6 GT. Book a test drive today to find your chosen one. Find out more at kia.com.au or drop into your nearest Kia dealer. Kia. Movement that inspires. Tab has same race multis on Tab. On selected meetings, you can now choose multiple runners in the same race with Tab's same race multi, where you can combine a selection to win with a selection to run top four to get more. For same race multis on Tab, download the Tab app. Not available to SA account holders and SA residents. Available on the Tab app on selected Australian thoroughbred and greyhound races. T's and C's apply. Imagine what you could be buying instead. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. If golf's your game, get into Drummond Golf for Australia's biggest mid-year golf sale. You'll find great savings on golf equipment and clothing. Like TaylorMade Rockerball Soft, get a 12-pack for just $17.95. Wilson Deep Red Max Clubs, 12-piece package, save $300, now $7.99. And Nike Air Zoom Victory Tour Golf Shoe, save $81.95, now $168. So don't miss Australia's biggest mid-year golf sale, on now at Drummond Golf, but only while stocks last. On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to going greyhounds. Off and racing, quarter about fourth away. Jimmy Intention, she's in Clover and Emerald Eyes got away quickly. Around them comes Fast Milkman. Quarter punching up there as well, but a little deep. Followed by Zipping Whiskey, Punters Bandit and Targot Shirley sees them all at the line. Jimmy Intention, the leader. 16 seconds even. In second spot was she's in Clover. Going up on the inside was Zipping Whiskey, followed by Emerald Eyes. Two away then to quarter, about six off them. Followed by Punters Band and Targot Shirley and Fast Milkman dropped to the rear. They pack to the top corner. Getting through, She's in Clover takes the lead over Jimmy Intention. Zipping Whiskey out wide, then came quarter. Zipping Whiskey went up, took the lead from She's in Clover. Zipping Whiskey came away. Zipping Whiskey won from either She's in Clover, Jimmy Intention. Yeah, that was quarter. a stunning win by Zipping Whiskey in his heat of the dashing course there last week. Wednesday at Albion Park, and Mick Hardman joins us now. Good morning to you, Mick. G'day, Kat. How are you? Yeah, very well, thank you. It was a, a long 15-hour drive up there to Albion Park on Wednesday, but it was worth it in the end. 
Yeah, 15 hours up there, 15 hours back, and I felt about 80 years of age when I got home. <laughs> yeah, I was quite astounded, Mick, when Kat told me what, you, what your plans were last Thursday night. How do you break the trip up? Did you do it by yourself? And, and did you basically get in the car after zipping whiskey one and turn around and did it in reverse? No, I um, Andy Lord rang me and I went to his guys um, because he wanted to have three drivers. Um, so everyone sort of drove four hours okay. and was swapped over. But this week I'm by myself. Well, hopefully he makes it worth it again. Um, let's talk about the run there the other night, Box 2. And it was a good little field, obviously, coming up against the recent Sandown Cup winner in quarter. And um, Box 2 didn't begin, as is usual for him. But it was a really tough performance. He had to navigate plenty of trouble. So he must have been absolutely wrapped with how he went. Yeah, Kat, I trolled him up at Wenny um, on the Saturday, and he went really good. Um, so I was really confident that he was going to put in a good performance. And... Even though he was running fourth and fifth throughout the race, when he was coming past me, he started shouldering dogs the other way, and he's never, ever done that. So I think the last month of racing, he's really, you know, got a lot of confidence. Um, I thought he might have messed it up over near the 600 when he tried to go between dogs, but he came out all right. I was going to say, Mick, he's, it, it's actually starting to come together. He's only had the 28 starts for eight wins, but a lot of his defeats he's brought about um, by himself just by running into the backside of dogs, but... He, he seems to be able to navigate them a little bit better now. Yeah, Dave. Oh, look, the, the thing is, like, I after about five runs, I stepped this dog up. Like, he had no really sprint career to, to learn how to race. Um, mm. You know, normally dogs have 30 starts before you put them over the distance. You know, this dog was never going to win another 500, so I had to sort of step him up straight away. And I remember a 600 at Bathurst. He'd, he was racing good before that, and then I remember at Bathurst, he'd... he'd run up the back side of him, cut to the outside, and then he just got that in his head for probably another 15 runs that he kept doing that, you know, and it was bringing him undone. Now he's $2.30 to win, to, to win the final this Thursday night, drawn box six, which is probably not as ideal as box two. That being said, he will just uh, come out behind them and ride for luck probably. Mm. But um, I, I suppose looking at the race itself, I think it's fair to say that it's weaker than the heat. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't really looked at the other dogs who are in the race, but um, look, he can beat himself, so it doesn't matter who he's really racing. But long as he, like, he's not flopping out anymore, he's starting to begin a little bit better. And long as he, if he comes out and sort of gets to the outside of him, I think he'll be right. Yeah, looking at the race this week, I, I agree with Kat. It's not an overly strong final, but there's a fair amount of pace in here, Mick, so they might be able to break the field up early, which will no doubt suit him. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I think. Um, I think from memory on the on the day they were saying that they'll run 16 and 15 eights early, and he was you know way back. So if they sort of run those splits, those dogs, I'd, you know you're right, Daffy, you, you, you might get some breaks. And no doubt it'd be exciting for yourself, Mick, to to finally get a feature race win with, with him. You've been all over the countryside, um, trying trying to get one. It's been elusive so far, but um, he's knocking on the door, isn't he? Yeah, it's funny you said that because Marty texted me on Saturday or Sunday, whatever day it was, and said. Yeah, I think this one might be his, Mick, so, you know, fingers crossed. Well, Mick, you drive safely on Thursday, uh, 15 hours in a car by yourself. I couldn't do that anymore, so well, kudos to you. Uh, we'll catch up with you Thursday night. Hopefully you're taking a trophy back home with you uh, after the race is over. Uh, all good, guys. Thanks. Appreciate the call. There he was, Mick Hardman. I, I still can't fathom that. I really can't. 15 hours by yourself.
Well, I did nine hours on the way up to Albion Park there last week, and oh, I cool thought shit. I thought I was a corpse by the end of it. So, it's uh, yeah, I couldn't imagine doing another four out, four or five hours on top of that. But just before we go, Jeff, I find it interesting that th- three of the biggest features coming up this week we've got the flying amy we've got the dashing corsair and we've got the chief havoc all three races named after a great of greyhound racing um just talk us through i, I guess some of the memories you've got of those or those particular dogs i suppose chief havoc's a bit before your time as well yeah i can remember flying amy um, what a star she was she had 57 starts for 42 wins the interesting thing with her is she was by amerigo man which i think was one of the pringles breeds in the early 90s but out of those 42 wins all she was able to put together was $40,000. So it would be an astronomical amount of money now. But looking back through a record, she won 21 of her last 22 starts. So she retired having won seven in a row. Um, there was a break in the middle there where she was beating uh, a capella bar up the straight. That was after 14 wins in a row. But she was something else. Obviously, I'm, a, I'm old, but I'm not old enough to remember uh, Chief Havoc. But going back through his, his uh, form... He won from 500 to 800 yards. In 1947, he solo trialled at Harold Park. The crowd was 17,000 people who turned up to watch him. He was, he was known as Patches. If you have a look at him, he's a magnificent-looking dog, the photos and, and uh, the statue of him currently at Gunnedah. But that particular night, it was over the long trip, he broke the 440 record. He equaled the 500. Then he went on to break the 660, the 700, the 750, and the 800 record. So he could sprint and stay. Wonderful, um, wonderful overall record. 36 starts for 26 wins. And just reading articles on him a few years ago, it looked like he had to retire, Cat, because there was no opposition. They wouldn't race against him. He was so good. So you can understand why, uh, firstly, um, he was a successful sire why he's had all of those accolades down through the years, and more importantly, why he's in the Australian Hall of Fame. And it was interesting to read that he actually made the American Hall of Fame as well, although he never raced there. So he was obviously held in high esteem all over the world. And uh, Dashing Corsair, one of my old favourites, Harry, that oh, what a he, great won a, dog. he won a, a national sprint and a national distance. I think he's the only dog to do both. I think Zylia Allen was trying. I think she might have run second in a national distance. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, that's a, a feat that is going to be pretty hard to top as well. Well, you wouldn't think it would ever happen. Uh, he was a wonderful race dog. You know, obviously, he spent most of his racing uh, in Queensland at Albion Park, and he was always hard to beat. And, and you know, he had a reasonably good uh, career at stud as well, given he was a stayer. You know, they're not very well patronised stayers, but, uh, you know, he threw some handy dogs, dashing course there. And now before we go, a quick look at these markets up at Albion Park for Thursday night. The Brisbane Cup Prelude, Cash Master. I thought he raced really well uh, against JSJ last Wednesday in a Prelude. He's uh, his favourite for that. Yeah, he's got the, the red box. Uh, box two. And, uh, sorry, box two. Bears Bullets. Uh, not Bears Bullets. That's the other heat. Yeah, Lily Manelli's uh, in the one. Yeah, Lily Manelli the one. Cashmaster box two a dollar fifty, so he's pretty short. He should get left alone earlier, get up behind uh, the potential leader there, which might well be Lily Manelli. There's a bit of pace out wide with Cincinnati Tears. Be interesting to see how Trapper Tears goes this week. He's out in box seven at seven dollars, so a dollar fifty. Uh, the fave there, the Dashing Corsair, which we did talk about, sipping whiskey. The fave at two thirty. That's in from two forty. Uh, Sorority's the second pick there at 3.40 and Bogey Hurricane landed a big plunge last week it's the third pick at $5 race 6 the Carnival Chase final 
Uh, Palawa King for Jack Smith is the favourite at 340, ahead of a dog that I've got a little interest in, Agilate. He won the other night. I thought he'd be bigger odds. Um, he's going to need a lot of luck, but he's in there. He's at $3.50, box two. Wheel and go, the fastest seat winner, box five at three ninety. in Harris River. That's the one I'd be on. Um, it's a $5 pop. Then race seven is another prelude of the Brisbane Cup, so another $16,000 check awaits the winner here. Gee, this is a good field. Uh, Bears Bullet, the red at three ninety. Kaheem Bale, the veteran from Victoria at three fifty. Tomahawk Hayes won one of these last week, three ninety box three. And Trooper Tears. I think we'll see a different Trooper Tears this week, Cat. Uh, out in box six, $2.60. I think he's out where he wants to be, but more importantly, he's got slow beginners all around him. And, of course, the flying Amy is race eight on the program. And, uh, gee, there's been a bit going on here. Umberto the Red, $4.60. Victor Damien, box two at two twenty-five. That's out from one ninety. Zipping room is seven. Uh, Alpha Zula was mentioned earlier, five fifty into two dollars eighty from box five, and the rest of double figures or uh, rest of double figures or better. So big night coming up on Thursday night. Of course, we'll have Sky Racing active there. Uh, you'll be part of that team. Absolutely, I will. And then it'll be back here next Tuesday, unless of course uh, your boy Adulate and my boy Carlos Hurricanes Fury happen to win their races, in which case we might jet off on a holiday, Daff. Go and celebrate in the Bahamas or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I'm not sure whether that'll happen. But no, I'll be here next Thursday, uh, Tuesday. I'm not sure whether uh, you'll be here or not. Uh, we'll see how your dog goes in those respective finals this week. So good luck to you. Good luck to all of the participants. Uh, we've had some really good coverage this morning with um, some of those favourite favourites in the upcoming races this week. And uh, oh, that's the end of our show. We might pass it back to Dave Stanley now.